proud bisexual astrology influencer. Bye, bye, bye? Question mark? <laughs> It is hot by summer. Hello, and welcome to Hot by Summer, the podcast that's your one-stop shop for everything bi with your host, Charmy. That's me. Everything from bi news, bi TV shows and films, bi awakenings, and so much more. So let's get into it. Today's episode is sponsored by Mercury Retrograde and Capitalism. Because when I tell you I am so freaking tired and disheveled and all over the dang place, I I cannot stress to you. I, I cannot stress to you how over how all over the place I am right now. But we still persevere. We still survive. Do we thrive? Maybe not. But do we survive? Yes, absolutely. So here we are. I took a poll in my stories. If you're not following by astrology on Instagram, honestly, what what's going on? Like, what's do you need some help? <laughs> um, but if you are not following me on Instagram, please follow me. It is in the description in this episode. Um at bi underscore astrology. Anytime somebody's like, "Oh, what's your handle?" I never say bi astrology. I just go bi. I like type it out. I'm like bi. They're like, uh huh, and I'm like underscore. They're like, okay, a s, and they're like, uh huh. I just like have to spell it out because if I say it, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like to be like it's bi astrology. That's my handle bi astrology. I just spell it out and then they put the pieces together and then they look at me and they go, huh, okay. Um, and then I'm like, I just came out to you. Anyways, <laughs> uh, today I did a little poll. And by today, I mean several days ago, I did a little poll in my story to see what people wanted to talk about. And I was like, do people want me to talk about my slut era that I am entering? Because that's so exciting and it's so fun. Um yeah, so there there was that option. And then I also had an option of, do you want to talk about queer friendships? And people were overwhelmingly more interested in queer friendships than my slutty tales of living in Los Angeles. And I'm like, you know what? Fair enough. Because, well, you'll get it. You'll, you'll understand by the end. So this summer, at the beginning of the summer, actually, let's back up into spring. Spring 2022 approaches, and I have to make a quick hot buy decision. Do I want this summer to be slutty, like many of my sum summers have been, or do I want this summer to be well-nourished, a flower of blooming friendships, picnics on the beach, um, watercolors, painting watercolor paintings with friends, going and doing grand adventurous concerts, or do I want my coochie <laughs> What are the options? And not that they're mutually exclusive, but I really wanted to set an, an intention for hot by summer, my hot by summer. I wanted to set an intention. What did that intention entail? And as a Scorpio with Leo placements, when I set intentions, 
I don't do things. I've never done anything 50% in my life. I've never done anything 20%. I am all in. It's either all slut or all platonic friendship. And there's no in between because if there is an in between, my brain kind of glitches, right? So I was like, okay, we're going to do we're going to do, we're going to test out a new theory that I have that queer friendships are a lot more nourishing than getting your coochie ate <laughs> every night on the dot. <sighs> Anyways, so I'm going to do a little experiment and have a hot by summer that really is about queer friendships. And I did. And let me tell you, they, I've really had the best summer of my entire life. So I think this, the title of this, this episode is going to be Bye Bye Summer because summer's over. And let's give a little recap of what happened. In the spring, I had a really bad situationship, which I was like, ugh, red flags. But I could get my coochie ate every Tuesday at 7 p.m. And then I was like, nah, I don't think it's worth it because I've done that before. And it's like, fine. And, you know, my Leo placements, when people are like, oh, my God, you're dating that person. I'm like, yeah, I'm dating that person, even though they're dating, like, 15 other big booty bitches just like me. But it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Um, so I've done that before, right? So I'm like, okay, queer friendships are so important to me. And, like, let's explore queerness outside of sex and dating, okay? Let's just explore that. So I did a little, I did a little experiment with myself and turns out queer platonic friendships are peak, peak. I mean, I spent the entire summer just like getting lit on a beach, painting and having deep conversations with air sign friends and fire sign friends and uh, commiserating with water sign friends. And it was really amazing. It's so incredibly nourishing to have queer friendships. And I didn't realize that it was as important because for somebody like me who I came out and some family members were not as accepting as they seemed at the beginning of my journey. And they started saying little microaggressions and little things here and there. And I really had to reevaluate my relationship with those family members. And so creating this new family has been, it's like brick by brick, person by person, moment by moment. And it's really amazing. Like I started off the spring, I was, I was in my sad girl era because I was real sad. Um, but then June hit and it really popped off. Like I went to my friend's premiere, um, Actually, it wasn't a premiere. It was just a party to celebrate um, that, like, she was in the show, and that was really cool, and hung out at the beach with friends. Um, I introduced these two friends who I love dearly, and if they're listening, they're not going to know who I'm talking about, but honestly, if you're my friend and you're listening to this, it's you. Um, but I introduced these two friends, and they really hit it off. It's, like, so cool when you introduce two queer friends from two areas of your life, and they really freaking hit it off. And then they start their own friendship, and then they start building cool things, and then you are made into, like, folded into all of it. And it's just, it's just so it's so lit to have really cool people in your life um so yeah it was just like such a freaking cool summer and then July hit and 
it really was like we're going to the beach we're hanging out with friends every weekend it was just amazing it was just really really amazing and then i went to the keilani concert which that was incredible and this week i mean there is hot buy news but like i said this episode is sponsored by mercury retrograde and capitalism so today's episode might be a little bit air signy um so I went to the Keilani concert, which brings me to the point that apparently I literally just found this out. I was looking at TikTok and I found out that Keilani and 070 Shakes broke up. But I also feel like they break up and get back together all the time because there was a moment where 070 Shakes on their tour, I don't know what their pronouns are, but on their tour, I think they like mentioned, they're like, oh, I need to like ask my girlfriend out again and I was like huh why did you need to ask her out again did something happen that you were not together because to our knowledge you've been together so anyways they break up and get back together but apparently they're broken up but you know what's really wild is okay so me and my friend went to the Kehlani concert and it was really amazing um her and a girlfriend sat in a different section than I sat in I sat in this other section because I was like, I'm paying extra money. I want to be close to Keilani, the love of my life. And it was amazing. I noticed at the concert because I literally at this point, I knew the entire set list. I knew the choreography. I knew everything that was going to happen because Twitter and TikTok and Instagram loves to repost all the stories of the concert and everything. And everybody's like, it's so, it's so good. And it's like, I know it's so good. I want to experience it. Stop showing me what happens every second. But when I went, I noticed that there wasn't a my, – my favorite song off this new album is Melt. Melt wasn't on the playlist. Like, it wasn't on the set list. And I was like, that's so weird because I was ready to cry to that song. Like, I, I'm not in a relationship. I'm single, ready to mingle. If you're hot and listening, slide into my DMs. You can email hotbysummer at gmail.com. Um, but anyways, so I noticed that they didn't play the song Mel. And I was like, that's so weird. So I find out today, literally hours, actually less than an hour ago, that Keelani and 007, double, I keep saying 007, <laughs> I think of James Bond, 070 Shakes broke up. Sad news. Sad gay news, but you know, people do be breaking up. It's a part of life. It's a part of life. Anyways, so that was August. August was a fun month of going to the concert. Oh, and then in June, I went to the Sid concert alone. Like, I just, I really did have a hot by summer. Like, honestly, I did all the things. It was so much fun. And while, yes, it would have been great to have a little, a little something sneaky, sneaky on the side, it would have been fun. But honestly, it would have really distracted me from the fact that like my queer friendships have just been so incredibly nourishing and have meant so much to me. I mean, they really have just been so special. Like I think about all the people that are in my life and all the queer friendships that I've developed and people who have crossed paths and friends who are friends with other friends and other friend groups. And it's just so incredible and it's just so beautiful and it's so cool. So if you're listening to this and you're like, how do I understand my sexuality outside of sex it's like immediately start making friends that should really be the goal i don't know why there's all this 
pressure and emphasis on like relationships. Cause like, yes. Okay. It's great to be in a relationship. It's great to be in a healthy relationship, but let me ask you this. How many people do you know are in a relationship? A, right? Okay, cool. Probably like half your friends, right? Half your friends, 30%, 30 to 50% of your friends are probably in, in some kind of like relationship, right? Now let me ask you this even better question. How many of those friends are in healthy relationships? Crickets, right? Crickets, crickets. Because we're not really taught how to be in healthy relationships. We're taught to be in something monogamous and something that looks hetero and something that all these that ticks all these boxes to aesthetically look like you're hitting milestones as an adult. Capitalism, white supremacy, all those things, right? But we're not really taught how to have healthy relationships. So most people don't have healthy relationships. I think about my relationships that I've had since I started dating when I was like 22, which I know I was a late bloomer. I was a very late bloomer, but it was because I was queer and I didn't understand why I was not clicking with dudes and why they grossed me out so much and like why my queerness just was such a nuanced thing. But a lot of people are not taught how to have healthy relationships. Even my friends who have had parents who are together forever, being together forever doesn't isn't a marker for healthy relationships. It's just that you know how to stay together. That's it. I remember being in church. And if you went to church or were a part of the culty ass, evangelical, non-denominational assembly of God or anything, you know that there was a celebration for like anniversaries, right? So anytime there was a couple, at least at my church, anytime there was a couple and they were celebrating an anniversary, like 50 years together, 20 years together, 10 years together, two years even, they'd all, everybody, the whole church would just erupt in applause. Like, oh my God, you've been, yeah. And they'd all be looking around like, yeah, it takes the work. It takes the work. these like straight couples. Are like, it takes the work. It takes the work. It's like, I'm sorry, but I'm just looking back on it, thinking about how like straight couples have so much from financial gain together to so many other things together. I'm like, yeah, but I'm sure it still does take communication and all that good stuff. So anyways, the whole church would erupt in applause. They'd be like, oh my God, you've been together. And it made me think, even as a kid, like especially as a teen though, it made me think about why do we mark successful relationships by time? That's capitalism. Like if time is a construct, which I truly believe that to be true, sometimes I sit in bed and like look up at my ceiling and I'm like, time is really a construct. Am I sober when I'm doing that? No. Um, but I'm like, time is really a construct. And if time is a construct and time is a tool of white supremacy, right? Because we know this to be true. We know that this is a tool of capitalism. Then why do we measure the success of relationships by time? Like I always saw these couples and they looked so sad, but they had been together for like 50 years and everybody's like, they still hold each other's hands and they don't go to bed angry and they're just so happy together. And it's like, in my head, I'm like, maybe it's because I'm very intuitive. Maybe it's a water sign thing. Water, why did I sound like an East Coaster? Just water sign thing. 
maybe it's a water sign thing. I'm on the West Coast right now. Maybe it's a water sign thing. But why do we measure the success of a relationship by time? I've had so many great queer friends that I like just met that have just nourished so much of my soul that I literally just met and have been such important, pivotal, key parts of my life. I started this group, okay? I'm starting groups now. But I started this group for black femmes to just do cool stuff in LA. Like go to farmer's markets, go to dinners, go to the museums, like just build community together. You know, like make our own little black L word, but it's like girlfriends, but queer. You know, like that's what I, that's the vibe I was going for. And we met this past Sunday and we went to the Hollywood farmer's market. And if you're listening to this and you're like, I'm a black femme, why am I not a part of this group? Email me at hotbysummer at gmail.com and I will add you. I will add you, baby. But this past Sunday, we went to, the farmer's market in Hollywood and it was so cool like it was so intimate we we stopped at all these black vendors we went to this one place I'm gonna put it in the show notes but basically they do a bunch of cool things around LA and it's a bunch of black vendors it's like a collective of black vendors and I'm gonna put it in the show notes because it was so cool and yeah I just Queer friendships are so meaningful, but I cannot talk about queer friendships without mentioning queer friendships when I first, actually before I even understood what my queerness was, I would have these relationships with friends that would cross all kind of boundaries and be like, really? I don't want to say inappropriate because it wasn't, it's not inappropriate to be queer. It's inappropriate to cross boundaries. And it took a lot to get to this point. You know, now I'm I'm really well-versed in trying to understand how to communicate with my Scorpio Mercury, which is not an easy thing. It's not an easy thing. But I am an East Coaster, so sometimes I say things a little bit too blunt. Um, so, you know, it's a balance between being an East Coaster and Scorpio Mercury. But anyways, I've learned a lot, but it took a lot to get to this point. And there's still so much growing to do, all that good stuff. But, you know, there was a time that I had hella queer. They were not platonic friendships. They were quite enraged friendships. Um, And they ended in these, like, big blow-up fights where we, like, blocked each other on Instagram. And we just, like, never spoke to each other again and never talked to each other again. Um, But I think that it's important to, like, mention the fact that you have to go through that and go through those weird freaky little friendships with boundaries crossed to get to the point where you have like really healthy cool amazing friendships you know you kind of have to go through the it's hard though okay I'm gonna tell this story and maybe I'll cut it out maybe I won't again this episode is sponsored by Mr. Capitalism and Mr. Mercury, actually, Miss Mercury retrograde. But I had a queer friendship pre coming out. Actually, I wouldn't even consider it a queer friendship. It was just a friend with really loose boundaries. Because, baby, we were, without giving away too many details, you know, I don't, I don't want to say too much. I don't want to say too much. But we would like, 
me and my friends talk about sex all the time. Like, we're like, hey, yeah, like, yeah, like, okay, so you just did anal, you just did this, you just did that. Like, me and my friends, we talk about sex quite a bit, quite a bit. And I'm Scorpio, so my friends will be like, yo, so have you ever tried, like, this butt thing? Or have you ever tried this position? Or what if you did this or that? What have you done? And I'm like, I've done this. What have you done? You know, we're always talking about sex. So I've always been open about that type of stuff, but I've still kind of closed down my own sexuality portion of this the thing like I would think about it in a very Virgo Venus lens of like let's figure this thing out let's get to the bottom of this but like I'm gonna really compartmentalize my sexuality like that's what I did but when I was in my compartmentalize my sexuality era aka in the closet um I had this friendship that was so incredibly toxic And looking back on it, I'm like, I really lived through that. It was a lot. It was a lot. Like, we would talk about sex in the dark. (laughs) Like, I I feel like I could go, I wish I could go back in time to these, like, queer moments where I was like, dude, hello? Or were, were you aware? Like, were you in the room? You were literally talking about orgasming in the dark with your friend on your bed the lights were off or I had this one friendship where we would get oh my god this was one of the most embarrassing things I've ever done in my life me and my friend we were grown women we were grown women and I had just moved to LA and we would buy cheap wine which is by the way one of my favorite activities is buying cheap wine with friends in my early 20s it was like one of my favorite activities now I'm like my tummy hurts and I don't want to be hungover for like 18 days but back in the early 20s era, like, I would really be out here buying the cheapest of wine and just, like, having nights. I started, the thing is, I started this in London. I used to live in London, for those who don't know. That's where my real slut era started, was in London. But I used to get bottles of wine and we would drink them. We went to Sainsbury's. Shout out Sainsbury's. Shout out London. We went to Sainsbury's and we would get cheap, like, three-pound pound as in (laughs) money (laughs) because I'm a British girl (laughs) Um, but we get like three pound um, bottles of wine and just like drink them on the street because drinking on the street is fine and we just had nights like crazy nights so I took that into my other realms of life when I came back into the U.S. and I tried doing the same thing it does not translate it does not translate because you can't drink outside in the streets, at least not in LA. Um, just have like bottles of wine just out. But anyway, so we would pick up these bottles of wine, right? I'll go to her house in Burbank and we'd literally get really, really drunk and be like sitting on her bed. This is like, this should be a movie. This should be a TV show. This should be a, a moment. We would get really, really drunk, sit on her bed and just like talk. And have like really deep conversations. Um, And one day we were talking and in my head, in my drunk mind, I was like, you should kiss her. By the way, I had a boyfriend. But in my head again, you should kiss her. Like, that's what friends do. That's what besties do. They kiss. You should kiss her. So that's what my drunk brain told me. And I was like, inhibitions are gone. So I kissed her and she like was like really like weirded out by it. She's like, freak she didn't say what the freak she was like looking at me like I was insane um 
Because in that moment, I felt a little insane. And immediately, I felt so guilty and so just like, oh my god, I cheated on my boyfriend. I feel horrible. Oh my god. Like, I was, I felt awful. Because I was, A, I was embarrassed that this girl had literally, like, curved me. And B, I was like, dang, I just cheated on my boyfriend. That's crazy. That's so crazy that I just did that. Um, I'm not going to say he deserved it. I'm not going to say that. But I am going to say that man was not it. Anyways, so I got super guilty. I, I Or I, I felt super guilty. Like, waves of guilt came over me. And I was like, oh, my God. I can't believe I did this. And I took my phone and I ran outside. And I called my boyfriend. And I was like, I got to be truthful. I got to be truthful in this moment. I called him and I was like, hi. I just want to let you know, I just kissed someone. And he was like, oh, who? And I was like, this girl, my friend. And he was like, oh, okay, cool. Did you like it? And I was like, in my, you know, I was trying to save face. And I was like, no, no, kind of, no, kind of. And he was like, okay, cool. Well, is that all? <laughs> I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, it's fine. All right, got to go back to work. Bye. And like we ended the conversation and I realized in that moment that I didn't feel guilty because I had a boyfriend. I felt guilty because I grew up super Christian and I felt like, oh, shoot, like, dang. God's really, he's really about to be pissed at me for this one, you know, like I'm about to be really burning, burning up, you know, that guilt feeling. And I talk about this in my book too, but I had a feeling like that when I was a teenager where I like looked at this girl and I was like, oh, damn, she looks good. And then I was like, oh, my God. And I like ran back home and read my Bible and had a panic attack. Um, but, you know, similar vibes, very similar vibes to that that moment. And it was a lot. But I went back into her home. We both slept in her bed together she drove me back home the next morning. Like, it was fine. And then she drove me back home the next morning. She's like, do you think you kissed me because you could be long dramatic pause? We're on the 405. We're driving. Do you think you kissed me because you could be queer? And I was like, I had to save face. In that moment, I was like, girl, you cannot let people know that you're gay, gay. Girl, you gotta, you gotta save face. And I was like, you know, I think everybody's a little bit queer. And then she's like, okay. And at the time I was in a relationship, she was in a relationship. And with a guy, I was in a relationship with a cis man. She was in a relationship with a cis man. At the time, we both thought we were straight. She was a little bit more open. Like, she would be like, oh, like, maybe I could be queer. That's an option that I'm not going to, like, rule out. Me, on the other hand, is like, I mean, we're all queer, right? Okay, goodbye. You know, like, really trying to, like, balance my religion and this new move to this new city where it was super open and liberal and everyone's pretty much accepting of queerness to a degree. Not in West Hollywood. Well, that's a whole other podcast episode we'll talk about how awful and disgusting West Hollywood is later day cliff notes white gays ruin everything so anyways me and this girl had this really awkward conversation as she 
drove me back home. And I really had to save face. And it was just like one of those weird things. Now, fast forward, we're both out and queer now. Um, But it makes me think about how incredibly closeted and like how wackamamie it is to grow up in a world that really does not accept queerness. Queerness is so beautiful. And the cool thing about being queer is that you can have these really deep, intimate relationships. I was talking to a friend last night and I said to her, I was like, we were having this really long, beautiful discussion about queerness and and astrology and makeup. Like we're talking about all this thing, all these things. And we were very introspective about our sexuality. And I just stopped her and I was just like, do you think straight people think about themselves and their sexuality in the same way? Because, I mean, they do have a sexuality, right? Straightness is a sexuality. So are they as introspective as we are? And I thought, no. It takes so much work and bravery and beauty and pride to be queer. And I'm not talking about being out. We don't do that out and in the closet type beat, right? We don't do that anymore. That's that's white supremacy at its finest. You got to be in the closet or out of the closet. There's There's a dichotomy. It's one or the other. It's like, have you grown up in a POC home? Like, that's not an option, you know, for everybody. Anyways, I was thinking about how introspective we have to be as queer people and how beautiful it is. The way in which I can personally attest to really thinking about my sexuality and thinking about my religion and thinking about my upbringing and thinking about my sign and how all these things like sort of influence each other and how I'll literally be having a weird and wacky day and I can text a queer friend specifically, not my straight friends. My straight friends are cool though. I like my I like my straight, straight friends a lot. They're really cool. Um, but I can text my queer friends on days that I'm really questioning a lot or trying to figure stuff out. The type of love that I receive from my queer relationships is unmatched, un-motherfucking-matched. Now, I'm also somebody that has never been in a queer relationship. I mean, I'm queer and I've been in relationships and they've been, you know, hetero-passing. I just think that Having queer friendships is the most remarkable, abundant thing that has happened to me since coming out. I've had some really fun, sneaky link situations. I've had really fun sexual experiences and great stories to tell. But by far, my queer friendships and relationships, the non-sexual, platonic love that I feel is so strong and so beautiful. And I'm so grateful for it. And so if you're, if you have the honor of having queer friendship, then you know, you already know. And, and I think another thing that we, we judge success by quantity, well, not we, white supremacy judges success by quantity. Um, so number of years, number of friends, um, it's not about the number of friends. It's not about having like hella friends and being this like social butterfly and having all these people and all these events and all these things. And that's great, Right. But having one good queer friendship will light up your world like a Christmas tree. 
Like having one queer friendship will light up your world. And honestly, when it comes to queer friendships, finding them, I've found people on dating apps. Like I've gone on dating apps and gone to like Bumble BFF or I've gone to her or I've gone to any, you know, queer app, whatever. And I've met some really cool people on there. And honestly, you can say on your profile, like looking for other queer black friends, looking for other queer Latina friends, looking for other POC queer friends. And I responded to those. Like, and I've made friends that way, like long lasting friends that way. So that is today's episode um, of Hot by Summer. If it was airy and all over the place, <laughs> thank our sponsor. Um, I'm really excited to go into the fall and have pumpkin spice and go to Trader Joe's. I haven't done my Trader Joe's fall run yet. I'm so excited. If you have suggestions, please, please, please let me know. Let me know. Um, yeah, I'm officially gone wild. But um, queer friendships are so nourishing. Make that a priority. I don't know why capitalism well i do know why capitalism pushes romance but i don't know why even the queer community pushes romance like in order to be valid you have to be in a queer relationship in order to be a real queer you have to have queer sex let's throw that away that's very much giving 20 2010 myspace you know let's let's throw that out and let's start prioritizing community because I think that's what the uh, I think that's the uh, antithesis of capitalism is is community and whatever that looks like to you. I mean, I know a lot of people who are polyamorous and that's how they find their community. I know people that are um, bi or queer or whatever. That's how they find their their people. Find, you know, f- really prioritize queer friendships over platonic relationships is really what I learned. Because most queer friendships, if not all queer friendships, will outlive romantic relationships every single motherfucking time. So thank you if you've made it this far. Thank you for listening to Hot by Summer. I hope you have an incredible rest of your day. Goodbye to summer. Goodbye to summer. Bye-bye, summer. It's now it's um, hot girl fall, right? Hot by fall? Are we in hot by fall officially? Um... Yeah, thanks for joining Hot Bye Summer. I will catch you next time. Bye.